This is Robert Mardlachi of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. I have the good fortune of having a Mindshare Learning Moment with Dr. Tony Bates, visiting scholar at Contact North and Ryerson University, and the author of Teaching in a Digital Age, a must-read uh, downloadable book that I'm sure he'll uh, share his website. I've had the occasion to interview uh, Dr. Bates in the past, and it's fortuitous we're here at the World Online Learning Conference in Toronto, and uh, we're having a Mindshare Moment this afternoon. Tony, thank you for joining me. How has uh, the day gone so far? It's been very, very interesting. It's been a terrific conference, a lot of interesting people, a lot of interesting speakers already. Uh, yep, it's terrific. So let, let's, uh, let's uh, reflect back on, on the past year and uh, the, the evolution of uh, online learning, blended learning uh, is uh, all converging and, uh, and we're seeing a, a transformation happening. Is it ever happening quick enough? Well, it's certainly happening. I'm not sure quick enough. There's, uh, we just done a survey of on, uh, online learning across Canada, and it's clear now it's a, a core activity for many, for nearly all the universities and colleges in Canada. Uh, the college sector has caught up, I think, in the number of enrollments with almost with the university sector. Um, what, but what's really happening is it's penetrating into the face-to-face -face teaching on campus. Uh, the the technology is very simple for uh, professors to use, and if they have a teaching problem, they are increasingly looking to see how technology can help out to help solve that teaching problem. Let's talk about students for a moment. I have three university-age uh, kids right now in the system and they're very different than when I was in university and uh, you know this is pre-computers and yeah. you know going to the library how do you cater to these uh, just-in-time minded individuals yeah. Well, they're actually driving the change, you know, um, even faculty that don't want to use online learning, the students are using it. Uh, I'll give you an example. My, my, I went to see my grandkid in England who just started university at a very traditional British university and he was working online. I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm doing all the exercises in uh, online um, for, for my physics course. I said, well, where are the exercises coming from? He says, well, when I buy the textbook, I get all this website with all the exercises. So I said, well, how much of your time you're spending you know out of your total study time and he says well I have three hours of lab a week and I have uh, uh, three lectures a week but I probably spend much more time online than I do in class and I said oh I said well don't you go to all the lectures and he said no um, uh, we've got a group of us, six of us and uh, we take it in turns to go to the lectures and I said well aren't you missing a lot and he says no we just take down the topics and then go online to MIT's open courseware and, and see how it's taught properly. <laughs> uh, I could relate to that because my kids do the same thing. If the professor isn't adding any value in their opinion, they will just self-learn. So let's talk about that for a moment because uh, yeah. mm -hmm. in one of the sessions, uh, there was all these wonderful uh, online learning objects and animations and the question came up, well, what about my job in the future? So should professors fear the future or should they embrace it well they should fear it if they're not willing to change 
um, because if you think of yourself as the content expert, then your job is at risk because students can find content anywhere now. What they can't do is work out whether that content's any good, whether it's truthful or not, whether it's uh, reliable. And so the job of the teacher is going to change. Uh, we need to get the, st the, the students uh, finding, analyzing, <coughs> organizing and applying knowledge um, with the faculty making sure they're properly guided that they know what the criteria are for judging between good good material and bad material in other words they don't deliver the content anymore they guide the students to the content and help them interpret it and analyze it and work out how to apply it fascinating let's talk about uh, the publishing sector for a moment in the success equation where do they figure in there's print there's hybrid digital, there's all digital. Uh, where, where should they be focusing and what value could they add in the success equation? Yeah, um, I think there's always going to be a role for specialist textbooks. Um, there are faculty who want stuff published and, and to be honest, students still like to have a hard copy very often. So even though my book is free and online, it can be downloaded over the internet. How many downloads so far? Uh, I don't know. I lost count after 50,000. So Wonderful. Congratulations. That makes you a bestseller. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> but you don't know if it's the same person downloading 100 <laughs> times, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, I think there's more than one person at least. Yeah, yeah I, and I do know it's been adopted as a textbook right. in probably 40 or 50 institutions already. So. Congratulations. Yeah. So, but, but, and I have done. I have published books with commercial publishers. Uh, I would never have got the same coverage with this book. But I'm at the end of my career. You know, I don't need the right. publications. You know, I can publish myself. Sure. And um, I don't need the money. I won't say I couldn't do with the money, but I don't need it now. So, if I was a younger person, I will probably want to go through a commercial publisher. Um, but I think the commercial publishers, they are changing. You heard how I said about my grandson using right. the digital material online. That's probably more important to him than the textbook. So, and that's Absolutely. provided by the publisher. So, so I think there is a role for publishers here. Um, but I think they have to look very carefully at... Uh, they're going to have to be much more focused. They can't just do these big, expensive you know, first-year textbooks and expect... Because the, the, the government's coming along now and making those books open access to save students money. Right. So they've got to find another niche, another role there. And Ontario recently announced that. Yeah. That has absolutely nothing to do with the election next year in Ontario? I, well, it probably <laughs> does. But, but I, I mean, I've got to support anything that's going to save students a thousand bucks right. a year. I know, you know? I'm happy because it'll <laughs> save me with the <laughs> university students in, in the system. Um, so, how's Canada doing in relation to other countries when it comes to online? It's pretty good. Learning? It's pretty good. Ne nearly all institutions are now doing some form of online learning. Um, and, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's very broad. I'm not sure how deep it is. Right. You know, um, we, we think that something like 16% of all university courses and something like 12% of all college courses are now uh, fully online. And we know that what I call hybrid learning, where they're mixing uh, online and face-to-face, -face, reducing face-to-face -face but not getting rid of it right. uh, to give students more time online. We know that's happening, but we don't know how deep. We know that it's happening in probably at least two-thirds of the institutions in Canada now, in post-secondary, but we don't know how, how many people are doing it on. Right. Um, that sounds like another study coming. Yeah. Hey. 
you know, you don't have enough going on. In no, your no. I, I think <laughs> the next study should be on students and and, and their views on this. So. That, that that would be wonderful. And I got three students that would be yeah. happy to participate. Right. <laughs> With that, I thank you so much for your time this afternoon, yeah. nope. Tony. You're welcome, Robert. <clears throat> that was Dr. Tony Bates, visiting scholar at Contact North and Ryerson University. My name is Robert Merdlachin, the Mindshare Learning Report. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep.